Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is an apology? What does apologizing do? And how does one effectively apologize? When apologizing, it's important to understand what the apology is for and what you hope to achieve. Sometimes you might apologize to accept responsibility, to seek forgiveness, to express regret, to share empathy, or preserve harmony. Apologies can also be a mix and match of these objectives to fit the need of the situation. And I bet you've also heard of excessive apologies, empty apologies, or incomplete apologies. You see, apologies as a whole, they are expressions of acknowledging something that is wrong or something that has hurt. Whether written or spoken, the apology is a great tool. So how do you apologize? How do you ensure that the apology does everything that you want it to do? Looking at first the excessive, the empty, and the incomplete apology, you'll see what not to do. The excessive apology is exactly as it sounds. Imagine someone is over at your house and spills a drink on the floor. Maybe they feel foolish. Maybe they feel embarrassed. So they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean to spill the drink. And you say, it's no big deal. You grab the paper towels and you start to clean it up. You get down on the floor and there they are with you taking one of your paper towels and saying again, I'm so sorry, I feel like such a clumsy fool. I really didn't mean to do this. And you reply with some laughter. Honestly, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's only a little bit of liquid. And they reply, no, no, really, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spill anything in your home and I'll never do it again. And on and on they go. I think you get the point here. Their apology is excessive. Perhaps it's over the top for the wronged action. There's likely something else going on in this situation, some other context which we're unaware of. So the importance of noticing the excessive apology is that maybe you can also identify that missing piece of context and then address it. Are they over-apologizing because they want to make a good impression on you? Are they afraid of backlash? Whatever the missing context of the excessive apology, it's good to note. For the incomplete apology, research has shown that effective apologies have a few things. A person takes responsibility, expresses regret, and promises that it won't happen again. For an apology to be incomplete, one or two of these things are missing. Think of a time in your life when someone apologized to you and it didn't feel complete. Which piece of the effective apology was missing? Was it the taking responsibility part? Was it the expression of regret that was missing? Or was there no promise that it wouldn't happen again? You don't need to be an apology stickler now and expect all three of these things with each apology. Sometimes two of the three will do. Then for the empty apology, this is when... The words of an apology are shared, though there's no substance behind it. You sort of have an intuition about it. Can you remember a time when you were apologizing to someone 
and you were so frustrated, and in the same moment, you kind of knew it wasn't sincere? Or do you recall someone apologizing like this to you? The empty apology is a weak apology. I've heard the empty apology compared to the handshake that is floppy and sweaty. It never feels good to give, and it's even worse to receive. So let's move on now to what an apology can look like and do. Once again, there are several ways to express an apology. They can be expressed to accept responsibility, seek forgiveness, express regret, share empathy, or preserve harmony. When an apology is expressed to accept responsibility, the objective here is a mistake was made and the person wants to own up to it. When an apology is expressed to seek forgiveness, the objective there is to be seen in a positive light again, or to be absolved of the wrongdoings that happened. When expressing regret, this apology's objective is to show the other person you feel sorrow, or disappointed in yourself, or are remorseful. When it's expressed to share empathy, this apology's objective is not only to see the world from the other person's point of view, it's to believe in their point of view as truth, to feel the emotions they're feeling, and to share your feeling that emotion back with them. And when it's expressed to preserve harmony, this apology's objective is to mend relationships and build back trust. This type of apology is normally done on behalf of the person who made a mistake, as in, you're apologizing for your dog's behavior, or you're apologizing to your significant other's parents on behalf of your parents' behavior. Regardless of the objective, an apology seeks relational bonds. If a relationship is more important than the need to be right, usually there's an apology in the communication somewhere. Knowing this, apologies then are most effective when the person apologizing uses I statements. I statements show, rather than tell, the person apologizing is owning rather than blaming. In this respect, apologies are a lot like nonviolent communication, or NVC. And when you're apologizing, start off with, I'm sorry, period. Again, start off apologies with, I'm sorry, period. Not everyone is going to know about the nuances of an apology like you. So if you receive an apology that doesn't start with, I'm sorry, period, that's okay. And when you apologize, you can start with, I'm sorry, period, and then share the next I statement. So using NVC to apologize, it might sound like this. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to you when you asked me to pick up your dry cleaning, and now you don't have clean clothes for your interview tomorrow. I know this is really important to you, and that you're upset that I didn't hear you. I don't want to let you down, because I want you to think of me as someone who is reliable. To make sure this doesn't happen again, can you either check in with me to make sure I heard you the first time, if you think that I might have missed it? Or... Maybe we can check in with each other before going out to pick up items and run errands, and that way if you need something or I need something, we don't miss it. 
This example is showcasing NVC through observation, feelings, needs, and requests. Plus, they're taking responsibility, expressing regret, and seeking ways to not have it happen again. Let's hear some other apologies and what they might sound like. The second example is, I'm sorry. I know the way I was acting in class earlier was inappropriate. You were providing a lesson, and because I was distracted and seeking some engagement, I started to talk to my friend. I don't want to disturb the class, and I really enjoy your lessons. Next time I'm distracted, is it okay if I raise my hand to ask you to repeat yourself so that I can get back on track? A third example is, I'm sorry. I know after last we spoke, I was supposed to set up a meeting with the vendor. I thought I left myself a note to do it, though I'm not sure where that note might be now. I want you to trust me and trust that I can get the job done. So next time, can I reach out to you to ask what are the action items from the call if I forget? And a fourth example. I'm sorry. I know we had a disagreement last week, so over the weekend I did some more research on the topic and have changed my mind. I was under the impression that you were wrong because of the information I had. And if you were uncomfortable with our heated exchange, I'm sorry, because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. This was a valuable exchange and learning lesson for me because our conversation led me to learn something new. And I like learning new things, and I hope that we can continue to have these conversations in the future, even if we disagree, because talking to you brings me a lot of joy. When apologizing, it's important to show that you are committed to doing better in the future. Depending on the situation, this could mean offering a financial remedy, like if you damage someone's property. Offering an alternative solution if you're apologizing to preserve harmony. Or repairing trust by keeping promises and being honest in all interactions. Ultimately, following through with your words is a crucial step in restoring any relationship. And so, what actions can you take when someone is apologizing to you? Well, the most important part of an effective apology makes the person apologizing feel vulnerable. And when people are vulnerable, when we are vulnerable, we often want to know what the listener is feeling what the listener is thinking, whether the listener is willing to take a particular action, and we want to receive acknowledgement for our vulnerability. So if someone apologizes to you, share what you are feeling, what you are thinking, if you're willing to perform any action that was asked, and acknowledge the vulnerability. Now that we've reached an understanding of what an apology is, how it's most effective, and how it might sound, is there anything in your life you could apologize for? Maybe this thing is small, so it would be good practice to try. So how will you respond to the next apology you receive, and how might you approach apologizing in the future? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. 
at least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question, so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.